Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. It is I, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. And I have a guest here with me today who I'm really excited to share with you guys because, well, she's got some pretty good secrets here because she's pretty high up in the company that she's been working with for over eight years now. So let me tell you a little bit about Jennifer McKeown. She's a wife and mom of three teens, and she's got a PhD from the University of Virginia, and she's worked in education, training, fundraising, writing, editing, strategic thinking, and planning. Eight years ago, while employed to create culture and language training courses for the military, she discovered an entrepreneurial opportunity that has absolutely changed her life. Within two years, she was able to leave her nine to five corporate job, which enabled her more time to focus on her family, fitness, finances, and philanthropic endeavors and help others to do the same. So I would like to please welcome you to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you and talk to you today. I am super happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit the story of, you know, it it kind of is alluded to in your bio there. You were working in a corporate position. How did you get introduced into direct sales? Yeah, that's a great question. So at the time, I'm a mom of three. And at the time, my kids were five, eight, and 10. And as much as I loved what I was doing, I really was looking for an option to build up some passive and residual income. I didn't even really know those terms. but I knew I had been in school until I was 30. I knew I was a little bit behind in building up my retirement. And I also wanted flexibility to be the mom I wanted to be, but the option to make the money that I knew we needed for our family and also to have something that would stimulate me intellectually and be professionally fulfilling. And I had no idea that was direct sales because I didn't know anything about direct sales. And so I actually was perusing LinkedIn when somebody posted something that said, hey, I'm looking to expand my business in in one of these groups that I was part of. And I said, sure, I'd love to learn more. And within two days, I enrolled. Wow, that's pretty now that's a pretty different story from from what I would say a vast majority of people in direct sales have. Yeah, I'm a complete outlier in that. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's great because, you know, you can't you can't be the only one out there, right? It's right. It's unusual to be a completely unique story. There's got to be other people who have somewhat similar introductions that they were looking for something. They just didn't know what it was until all of a sudden it presented itself. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. So in in going through this and in starting your business now you're in in a skincare business and in your eight years, you've risen to a level of, of level five, which is pretty much as high as you can go with your company. Is that correct? 
Um, yeah, there are a couple other, you know, they say that's the basis of the leadership. Uh, that's the, that foundational leadership, but we don't need to get into the boring nitty gritty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and so in going through that process, you know, from not really knowing what direct sales was, what the opportunity was, how did you begin to build your business through this process? So one of the things that really helped me is just figuring out, or I shouldn't say figuring out, realizing it's so much like a lot of any sort of big projects any of us do. For me, it was writing the PhD or for maintaining a healthy lifestyle, uh, anything that you want to do over a long period. It's just focusing on doing a little bit every day. And I gave myself that grace. I was very busy when I started. Like I mentioned, the kids were five, eight, and 10. I was working full time. I was taking night classes toward a certification in project management. And so I did not have a lot of time, but I just figured even if I did, you know, an hour a day, was going to be 365 hours a year that nobody could take away from me. So I just really focused on the little bit every day and did not overwhelm myself with the details of the big picture. And, and that's what I did for my dissertation that was successful. We always laughed in the PhD world, a good dissertation is a done dissertation. And that really carried me through into entrepreneurship. It's not about being perfect. It's about moving forward a little bit every day. Yes, exactly. Because I, I have to say, in my years of coaching, one thing that I see holds some people up, well, I shouldn't say some, one one thing that holds many people up is their desire to do things perfectly, right? 100%. And I think for a lot of people, it's it's a fear mechanism. It's mm-hmm. a, and I, I, I'm not trying to sound harsh and, and it, but I think it's very valid for a lot of people. It's underlying procrastination. Well, I can't do it today because I'm not set yet. The paper clip's not in the right alignment. And <laughs> I have to be honest with you, there were so many days I truly thought I was gonna die when I my goal was five phone calls a day. And I used to have the most hilarious, hilarious now looking at the time it was that hilarious conversations with myself that one side of my brain, you know, devil angel shoulder, whatever you want to call it, would be like, oh my God, you're gonna die if you call that person, the other person, the other shoulder would be like, you're not going to die if you make a phone call. And the other shoulder would be like, you might die. And the other shoulder is like, you're not going to die. So I'd pick up the phone. I'd make the phone call. I'd be like, please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Person would pick up the phone. I'd be like, oh my gosh, hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. And meanwhile, I'm so nervous about this all, Jenny, that I lost 10 pounds my first month in business, but I still just focused on, you don't have to be perfect. Just do a little bit every day. You're not going to die. But it was a lot of that mindset work. And I could have easily fallen into the procrastination trap of, oh my God, you don't know what to say. You're going to sound like crap. But I (laughs) forced myself (laughs) to do it anyways. And I'm so grateful I did. (laughs) And I, I, I definitely think that that is an area in which most people don't realize that the shift needs to happen first is that that mindset shift that allows them to, you know, be able to actually take action sometimes. And other times, depending on the person, sometimes they need to take the action in order for the mindset shift to to occur. They need to realize that, hey, I made that phone call and look at me. I'm still alive. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We laugh with our team. We have a hashtag, hashtag do it scared because it's not 
it's not going to not be scary. It's like riding the bike or when we first learned how to walk that most, you know, we don't remember. It's not going to not be scary, but you hashtag do it scared and feel proud along the way, proud throughout the process. Oh yeah. Because it's not, it's not courage if you're not scared. Right. (laughs) It's not bravery if there's no fear. Right. So, you know, anybody that, that you, and I, and I'm talking to the listener right now, anybody that you look up to, whether it's someone in your company, whether it's someone else you've listened to on the podcast, whether it's someone in a different industry altogether, and you look up to them as someone that you think is courageous and brave and, and just remember what makes them courageous and brave is the fact that they felt fear and they did it anyway, just like the Susan Jeffers book, right? Mm -hmm. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, Would you, would you say that that was one of your biggest obstacles during the, the building of your business these eight years? So the biggest obstacle in the beginning really was the fear of what people would think of me. And it's funny because I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say weirdo, but you know, I, I, the minute I graduated from college, I went to college away from where I grew up. And then I moved away from that city, you know, a thousand miles away and have done a typical, a traditional careers and paths, but still, I guess I was, I was really concerned what people would think. And then I just kept in mind of this vision that I've always had since I was a little girl, my parents were so wonderful and in raising me and teaching me that I could believe I could be anything that I believed in anything I wanted to be and the the life that I always envisioned for me was being a mom who made her own money who had the flexibility to be with her kids and had something that was intellectually stimulating and had this flexible lucrative career not only when they were little but as they were growing and as they moved out and became a grandmother. I just didn't realize that would be in direct sales. And so every day I had to really focus on, this is about the vision of what you've always wanted for your life and your family and what you know that other moms can do. So remember that, keep that first and forefront in your mind, your vision. Nobody else is paying your bills. Nobody else is living your life. If they're interested in that vision, that's fine. And if they're not, that's okay. And so it was the, those conversations of, and I had picture of my kids when they were little that I had up and I would have this funny conversation with them being like, no, mommy can't make a phone call today because she's too afraid. And I'm like, there's no way I can say that to my children. That's ridiculous. So it, it was keeping that vision first and forefront in my mind to overcome um, the fear that I knew ultimately should never hold me back from the life that we deserved and that I deserve to help other people know could be theirs as well. Oh, I love that so much. And, you know, I just want to, you know, put a, I wish I could like highlight pen sound, <laughs> you know, um, to, to be able to say, I, I definitely want the listener to begin to think of, okay, so what, what is it that is holding you back in your business? Like Jennifer in in her case is saying it was the phone calls, right? It was the, the fear, the, the fear of how she would look and making the phone call. Is she going to know the right thing to say? Well, what's holding you back in your business? Now imagine yourself telling your kids, oh, I'm sorry, mommy couldn't make that call today, or I'm sorry, I couldn't take, you know, fill in the blank action in my business today because I was too scared. 
if you can't tell your kids that, then you need to do it. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting, Jenny, because it's been a great life lesson for my children as well. They know that this put me outside of my comfort zone and I still do things that are outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, so they don't tell me, oh, mom, I can't do that. I, I'm afraid. That's just not a conversation that happens in our house because they see what a huge transformation this has been for our family. It's very, mm -hmm. very interesting. So the life lessons of entrepreneurship transcend and our children learn them and see them as well. They're watching. Oh man. And they are watching even when we don't think they are the, you oh, know, yeah. the, the, and it's amazing to me too, what our, our kids pick up on that we didn't even intend. Like the lesson may have been a, but they pick up on, on lesson B mm -hmm. and, and when they come back and share that with you, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing to be like, Oh my gosh, they really are paying attention. <laughs> they 100%. are listening to me. I just don't realize it all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have to say that has impressed me about uh, certain companies in, in the direct sales world, and yours is one of them, is the caliber of people that they attract as consultants and representatives. I, I have to say that, that, you know, you being a PhD, I know that there are other people who, who are, you know, in your sideline sisterhood, who are doctors, attorneys, dentists, you know, counselors and therapists, you know, I've seen people of, of all kinds of higher level white collar type positions that are choosing to be in a company like yours. What do you think attracts them? And, and what do you think attracted you specifically to, to work with the company that you chose? Yeah, it's really interesting. I'll be honest, I was never interested in direct sales. And I know so many people who get into direct sales say the same thing. What attracted me to this company was not that it was direct sales. What attracted to me was that it was a consumable product, meaning something that people use and want to replenish. They find something that they love. They find a company that they love and they continuously purchase it. So it's a win-win. They get continuous great service, continuous great products. So I loved that. I also love that this company had a known brand presence from a prior brand that they had founded that had been a, a multi-country, had been in 182 countries, and it had been number one in the 182 countries. I loved that this brand had been number one in high-end retail. And ultimately, I love that it was founded by two of the world's most well-known dermatologists who had a mission of really helping, empowering women and mothers to, you know, there are some men in our company, but primarily focused on helping women and mothers have the opportunity to be entrepreneurial, have the flexibility to do it on their own terms and empower each other. And the whole idea is everybody has skin. So we can do this in a collaborative environment and really not step on each other's toes, like do this all together and lift each other up. And so the, everything about it from the branding to the business uh, education that I would get with this to the support of collaborative women, empowering women environment. It just had so many checkboxes that made it just almost seem silly not to do it as much as I was fearful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm sure that that fear probably transitions throughout the course of your business. 
you know, because when you're getting started, it's a, a sales fear, right? You know, it's it's the, you know, am I a salesperson? Can I sell this, right? And then transitioning to, okay, so now I, I've been selling it. So, okay, I am a salesperson. So now how do I build my team? How do I grow my team? Can I be an effective leader? What are some of the things you've done through the course of your time in business to transition from a salesperson into a leadership position because one doesn't get to the top of the company driving a car you know that you've earned through the company without having built a team and becoming a leader so how have you transitioned through those those different fears from sales all the way up through team growth and and leadership so and in as far as that sales word is concerned i'm going to tell you for me yes as much as what we do is sell i totally if you guys haven't read to sell as human by dan pink i highly recommend it we're so afraid of that s word mm. <laughs> at least in the us and we don't realize that every time we encourage our children to eat their broccoli before they get their cookie or every time we encourage somebody to do something that could be beneficial for them were selling. And so as far as my whole approach with uh, our business model is educating people on their options and helping them and helping answer their questions and finding a good fit. If our products are a great fit, fantastic. What is your need here that here, what questions do you have? Here's some resources and I'm happy to help. Same as far as if the business would be a better fit for you so you can get the products at a, a reduced rate and, and have the same opportunities with community and collaboration and, and tax write-offs and extra income. And so throughout, it's really educating people on their options and as far as the leadership from a team perspective is concerned, the same thing, educating people and helping them with what's a, a good fit for them, all in a system of that's not overly complicated and duplicatable, meaning I'm helping you and, and you can help other people do the same thing, just, you know, just like us walking throughout generations of walking, I'm learning to walk and you can teach somebody who can teach somebody who can teach somebody. It might be scary, but you can absolutely do it. So focusing on that and it, the hugest part of it, I think for the leadership aspect is really focusing on my own mindset every day. It's that whole flying on a plane, making sure you're giving yourself oxygen first. And mm. I start off my day and really focus on the positive, focus on the gratitude, focus on the mindset and in encouraging my team to do the same because at the end of the day, we're personal development with a paycheck. And those who really embrace that, not only are you absolutely going to change your paycheck, but you're going to change your life in a, a truly meaningful way. Ah, I, I swear, based on what you just said, you must have been listening to the podcast because we we have said that so many times <laughs> that the direct sales, regardless of your company, regardless of the product, yeah. it's a self-development, personal development opportunity that happens to have a paycheck attached to it because... We, let me tell you, the person I am now, while I'm very similar in personality, but who I am, my my level of knowledge and experience has been greatly enhanced by my time in direct sales. And then and again, through coaching in the realm of direct sales and working with people and and continuing to build and grow my skills, which I love that you're you're so 
focused on education, which is not terribly shocking given that you've got a PhD, (laughs) Um, you know, to be able to continually educate yourself as you're going through this process. And and it sounds like you're, you're reading books on sales, probably reading some books on leadership, you know, reading books on, you know, community building, because one cannot lead a team unless you're, unless you're creating community amongst your, your team members, you know, because this is a business that can be very lonely at times. And so, we have the opportunity as leaders to be able to help grow a community of supportive sisters and, and occasional brothers since 24 to 26% of direct sales people at any given time are male, but creating a community of people who can really help support each other in, in so many different ways. And I'm going to add, as far as that community is concerned, and there, if there are those of you out there who are listening are thinking, oh, well, gosh, I don't even have a team yet. I don't have a community. I don't have a whatever. I have people who are part of my team, part of our community. We have sideline sister orphans, quote unquote, that maybe their their community isn't as strong yet. But be the leader that you would want to follow and start building that leadership prior to even having people like what sort of leader and and mentor up if you can, if you have a, a community and let people know what could work well for you, what you would appreciate. I mean, there's so many opportunities in direct sales to be building those leadership skills in a very different way than in the corporate world. And so I highly recommend that you leverage taking advantage of that. Definitely. And and don't feel like you have to, and again, I'm talking to the listener, don't feel like you have to just look for mentors within your own company. Because I think one of the things that helped me be so successful was as I met, because this whole direct sales community, we all know each other pretty well from, you know, pre-COVID going out and doing events together and seeing each other at, you know, at, at different things, right? And so by, by, creating a community of of meeting other leaders in other companies and just you know going out to coffee with them and talking not for the purpose of trying to recruit each other although I am going to tell you it happens every freaking time <laughs> but but just to to share ideas and and begin to see okay so how are you guys doing this in your company and how are you doing in this in, in your company because again, it's that grabbing things from other areas that allow you to begin to grow your business in ways that you never thought were possible because it's just not being presented through either from the company down or through any leaders that are above you or around you to be able to go. So don't feel like you have to stop at mentoring with just people in your own company. Go talk to other leaders, you know, talk to people who've done what you want to do. That I mean, that's a success principle from Jack Canfield. Find someone who's done what you want and mentor with them. So if you want to earn the car, if you want to earn the trip, if you want to earn that high level promotion, if you want to build a team, those are the people that you go and talk to. Those are the people you go and mentor with in order to do those things. I 100% concur. And that's one of the things that I definitely have done along the way. And people in general are very generous and kind. So I highly agree. Yeah, I, I've I've never had anybody say, "Well, I can't share that with you." 
<laughs> you know, the, everybody, it seems, really wants to have a, a level of, wants to see other people succeed, whether it's in your company or not, right? They they want to share that information. And, and when we lift everybody up, and, and again, it's not just men, you know, looking for mentors above you, look for people, you know, who are around you that you can help, right? Because it, it's the Zig Ziglar quote, help enough other people get what they want and you'll get what you want. So exactly, just because someone isn't on your team doesn't mean you can't be a mentor to them um, because what goes around comes around in some way that mentorship will come back to you in a way that you may not even be aware of just because, you know, they're so grateful and thankful for you helping them and giving them information. So in all of this, Jennifer, then, so we've shared, you've shared a lot of great information about how you've been successful. If you could kind of, you know, really bring it down to a, a secret to success, what would you say your own personal secret to direct sales success is? You know, uh, so we always, we talk about with direct sales doing IPA, income producing activity. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, what? Are we talking about drinking beer? I don't drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) Income producing activity. And so I think for me, I touch my business pretty much every single day of the year, minus maybe Christmas. And I'm not talking eight hours a day on Christmas Eve and eight hours a day on Thanksgiving, but it's being mindful of doing a little bit of income producing activity every day. That doesn't mean studying your brand's compensation plan or, you know, different things that they have of marketing materials or whatever. Absolutely. You have to know those foundational aspects of your business, but if you're not doing income producing activity on a continuous consecutive basis that, and being consistent and being a professional person, I can't tell you how many direct sales professionals uh, I've reached out to a few that we become connected with. And I'm like, Oh, that's so great. Tell me more about your business. Just being kind and curious. They don't even respond back. And probably the thing is they're such dabblers, which is fine with direct sales. We can be whatever we want. We can be dabblers and hobbyists. We can be business builders. We can be multimillionaires, but if you want to reach the tip top, you need to be professionally present every single day and represent that you are a consistent business builder. And again, it doesn't need to be eight hours a day, but it's just like with the gym, you're not going to go once every two weeks for eight hours and then not go again and experience the same results as if you do half an hour every day. You're not, that's the reality. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I love that. So Jennifer, I really, really, really want to thank you for, you know, giving up your time and your expertise because, you know, having built a business for eight years, you know, you've definitely hit, you know, what the, what the federal trade commission has, has put out in their statistics as being in the top 10% of all direct salespeople, because you're still in business. (laughs) just by virtue of still being in business. But the fact that you've not only still remained in business, but hit the top level at your company, you know, are a car earner, you know, and the fact that that you're sh- you're taking the time to share this with people, I, I so greatly appreciate you for doing that. So thank you very much. Well, many thanks to you for sharing these stories of so many people who are working hard, but demonstrating the possibilities for others as well. That's really wonderful, Jenny. Well, thank you. 
Now, everybody remember, you got to stay tuned because there's another badass episode coming your way right now. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.